Hey everyone, welcome to season two of the 10 Minute Leader. This is the first episode of this season. I'm excited that you're here to join me. For this episode, we have a special guest named Kim Ulmer and she is here from RBC and she's gonna share some wonderful thoughts around things like mentoring, the role of mentoring, the role of challenge and kind of being refined through challenges that we have in front of us. This is part one of two. You'll be able to find part two later on, but enjoy this episode and let me know if you have any thoughts or questions. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of season two of the 10 Minute Leader. I'm excited to have here as our guest today, Kim Ulmer. Now, Kim is the RBC Regional President for Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Nunavut, and Western Ontario. She has been a part of RBC for over 30 years. She started as a summer student in Regina as a client advisor and has progressed through various roles and position that she has today. Now, Kim is passionate about youth, the entrepreneurial spirit, diversity and inclusion, and the arts. And she lives out a number of these passions through her involvement in community and business initiatives, including playing an active role in the Asper MBA Executive Mentorship Program at the University of Manitoba, among any number of other community involvements as well. She also holds an MBA from Dalhousie University and calls Winnipeg her home. So Kim, thanks for being here. There's your little bit of an introduction. I'm so glad to have you. Did I miss anything? Would you like to add anything to that intro of you? No, I think you've covered it well. Thank you. It's most humbling to be here. And thanks so much. It's a pleasure. I think the only other thing I would add is as a mom, I think the journey on leadership is ongoing. And you and I were talking earlier around just, you know, raising children and the opportunity yeah. to learn through youth and part of that. So I'm always proud to add that to my resume and list of things that I have as proud accomplishments as well. Yeah, thank you for adding that because I think I learn more as a parent about leadership and about who I am than almost any other situation that I'm in. So, so yeah. true. In fact, I always say if you want the most humbling experience for me to show my son this video recording after to be critiqued, that would be brilliant. <laughs> you <get the> honest <laughs> truth. Well, if you do that, Kim, let me know how that goes. I'm curious Absolutely. to hear what his thoughts are. Kim, like we talked about ahead of time, I'm going to ask a number of questions and, you know, we may bounce around a little bit, but you know, I'm just really excited to hear what you have to say to some of these questions that I have, because some of them really point to some really key leadership challenges and principles and issues that we have on our plates today as leaders. So if you're all set, I'm going to start diving into some of these. Yeah, that'd be great. I look forward to it. You know, one of the first things that I like to ask about when I talk to leaders is kind of hearing a little bit more of their journey. And I like to think that most leaders go through some times of challenge and intensity, sometimes having these make it or break it moments. And these moments often are what forge us as leaders. So when you think of some of those moments that have helped forge you into who you are, what kind of times stand out for you? It's an interesting because I often get that asked a lot and you know at what point was a critical component that helped you move forward in your career but I would say there's been no greater life lesson for me as a leader than COVID and so when mm -hmm. I think about the experience and just the immediacy of the need and the skill sets around communication care empathy you know continuing to move forward and the ability to listen probably deeper than I've ever had to before in career to be able to respond in a way that moves everyone forward in a collaborative way at many different intersections. So I think we're still learning the lessons of COVID. But as a leader, it was a case study on steroids. Like I think if we look back on leaders that have done it well and some of the true leadership disciplines and lessons within there. But I also think there's some key pivotal moments in my career that if I look back 
Uh, one of them was I had the opportunity to present a strategic line of business, three to five year vision at that time to the head of Canadian banking and potentially CEO and the preparation in advance. And it almost felt a little bit like Dragon's Den, where mm. you pop in and you've got kind of your 20 minutes, half hour to present your strategy, get your questions mm. asked and continue to move forward. And for me, it was probably a bright spot in when you knew you got it right, right? Mm -hmm. When the preparedness and the confidence and how you deliver and how you show up and how you challenge, right? It was an opportunity to challenge both upwards and, you know, with peers and lead teams that really didn't report in through me in a different way. So it was a lot of through influence and impact and advocacy. So that was probably a good experience. When I think about the other, there's been times in my career where I think, oh, I'm, I'm not sure I'm going to make this. Like I've taken on a task or a challenge that was uncomfortable, where it was a learning a whole new business, a whole new language, where the first six to eight months feel kind of bumpy. And I think the experiences that I would share that I've learned in there around the challenge and the intensity is, and I had a great coach that talked about it as your dinosaur tail saying that your life's experiences are all in your dinosaur tail. And it's not that you're starting from a point of knowing nothing, you know lots. And so how do you lean into that dinosaur tail and your life's experiences to be able to catapult forward? So if you think of a dinosaur to build stability, they lean on their tail to launch forward. And so just knowing that you've got these life's experiences that feel similar and being open to the change to learn it and move forward as opposed to being frozen in those moments. So there's been both for me, certainly across the 30 years. And when I reflect back, think, wow, you know, that felt really good and really right. And here's the reasons why. And how do you take those experiences to when it doesn't feel really good or really right? Yeah. And how do you learn from those intense situations? I love that image of the dinosaur tail. I'm going to be keeping that one in my head too, because I think that's a leadership challenge that lots of people wrestle through it, right? And being able to have that kind of foundation for how you lead. And it's growth, right? If you're not uncomfortable, you're not growing. It's, it's any organization or any culture is the same thing. So I think it's really important to say what are the strengths and to be able to launch forward and look for the challenges. And I like how you talk about having a coach that was working with you because the next question I was going to ask is, relates to your own experience being mentored and developed, but also your views on how mentorship plays a role in developing leaders as well. So maybe talk a little bit more about what that's been like for you and then how you integrate that in your leadership. Yeah, certainly. I think one of the most important things that I reflect on on mentorship is at some point in my career, and I think, you know, Ben, if you think back to someone said to me, hey, we see something in you and we see that yeah. there's a potential. So whether it was in your day to day, like there's something in your DNA that that, you know, propels you forward and your risk taking abilities and things like that. But a true mentor will actually call out and say, hey, you know, there's a spark or there's something in you that helps you along that for me, the mentors I surround myself with are tend to be mentors that look less like me, right, that really can challenge me. And there's been times where I've got mentors, quasi sponsors, I would say, where I think, man, I don't really like what you have to say, because they're your truth tellers. And they're sure. the ones that can see you in action to say, you know, that really went off the rails or that wasn't the best version of you to help you self-reflect and take that learning and then move forward from there. So those are the best mentors. And I tend to really surround myself with mentors on a 360 view, very different industries, both internally, very externally focused for some cases. And just really get that, that broader view as opposed to 
like-minded thinkers that are telling me the things that I want to hear. Because I think in leadership, the more senior you become, you have to dig deeper to really understand what's going on in the organization because it's not that people are, are good or bad, but people want to please and they want to tell you the, the things and they want to shelter you from certain things. So you have to be able to ask the questions and go deeper. I think for me, mentorship, me as a mentor now, having the opportunity to privilege you talked about Asper and some of the mentor opportunities. I value them as much as a mentor as I do the mentee because I learn. It is my opportunity to pause and reflect. Because for me to listen and dig deep and shared experiences, I really have to reflect on my own authenticity and what I'm doing and how I'm leading. And so there's a lot that you know you can share that you move forward. I think look for mentors who are open, that are willing to give you, be those truth tellers, that are will, willing to share their experiences in a, in a way that's genuine to them. And I think it's critical because you can't be your own mirror. You know, we all need mentors because you can't be your own mirror to continue to move forward. So they played a critical role in my growth and development, and they continue to play a critical role in, you talked about leadership being an evolution. It's not a once and done. And there's layers, multiple layers in leadership that I think skill sets that are continually evolving. So when I think a lot of younger leaders might hesitate to try to approach mentors or, you know, to try to find mentors even because they're like, oh, like who's going to want to, you know, I don't want to take their time. They're busy. They, but probably, and you've probably had experiences like this for yourself. A lot of people are willing to help if you oh, ask nicely yeah. and yeah, maybe share a little yeah. bit about that, what you've seen there. Yeah. Well, I've literally never had anyone say no to me. Right. And I, if I reflect back, I don't think I've said no to anyone who's reached out. You sure. know, I love to make time in that respect. So I think it's, you're right, being bold and asking and mentorship looks different at all points in time. So I've engaged in, or I've engaged others as mentors when I'm going through maybe a project or a more difficult time where it could be, I'm reaching out to them daily. Whereas other times I don't talk to them for a year or two years, right? So I think the caution in mentorship is, yeah, I mean, there's times that a mentorship where it's more formal and it's in your calendar and you touch base, but a true mentorship is, is you just pick up the phone and you say, hey, I'm dealing through this. I know you may have some experience and I can kind of bounce it off you, right? And so it's the ones that you kind of are forcing it that don't feel as natural that there can be some risk too. Such good opportunities too, to learn even as a mentor, if you're mentoring someone too, right? You learn a lot in the midst of that too. So I want to talk a little bit about the role of women in leadership. So I have two young daughters. We were talking a little bit about my family earlier. What words of wisdom and advice would you have for them if they were venturing into the world? Of business and leadership. Is it different than advice you might give to men looking to become leaders versus women? I'm, I'm curious your take on that. Hmm. It's very interesting. I'm not sure my advice would be any different, mm-hmm. but I think there's nuances and skill sets, like there's differences. And so there's right. just differences to be aware of that I would say, you know, I've often, and but this can apply, I guess, to both men and women. So I think I would coach my son the same as what I would okay. uh, say to your daughters. And I think it's having a vision or an aspiration, right? Okay. As it looks like be bold in what that aspiration is and recognize mm-hmm. that it can change, it can change tomorrow. And it should change tomorrow, you know, whatever that is, as far as giving good career advice. Our CEO, Dave Mackay, recently, I observed, and I have to give credit to him on this bit, but I think it's brilliant. I was to give any young person advice on career in business and leadership or in career in general. He said these three things, know your job and know it incredibly well and build the skill and the foundation and whatever you're doing and know that those skills are transferable. And then the second thing he said is get to know one of your peers' jobs 
and understand in their shoes what it looks like because it creates the skills that are important. Uh, you know, we often talk about future skills and what that means as far as careers and leadership, which is collaboration, natural curiosity, building resiliency, adaptability. So by doing that, you shift the lens. And the third one, which I thought was brilliant that he said was get to know your boss's job. Mm. And so it builds your business acumen in a different way. It, again, it feeds that soul of natural curiosity and how you would look at things. But I think looking at things in career advice that I give today tends to be less about jobs and more about skills. So what are the skills that you know that you, you know, if I was talking to your daughters to say like, man, you've got some incredible communication skills. You've got the ability to build relationships and build trust really quickly. Like that's your currency and that's what you need to lean into. And then where do you want to go and what skills, you know, would you need? Is it, you know, within kind of more the financial acumen, different components from there. And I think just in summary, life is so short and you have to have fun doing what you're doing. So have fun, contribute to the culture that you want it to be, and just continue to learn at every day and every point and just do something that scares you a little bit every day. It means you're growing, you're not standing still.